Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm your host, Technicia Day, and I'm glad to be here with you again. I may sound a little stuffy because I do have a cold. I'm under weather. I'm going to take me some NyQuil so I can feel a lot better. But the weather is feeling pretty good today. I'm so excited. And what's so funny about our Georgia weather, because I feel like we get four seasons in a day. And what I mean by that, like in the morning time, it feels like it's winter. Around kind of like mid-afternoon or afternoon, whichever one you want to call it, it'd be a little spring, then heading on close to about two or three, we might get a little summer, and by nighttime, we might go back to fall. So we'd be all over the place. This is a good way for you to actually get sick, too. So just try to keep up, keep up on the weather, what's going on, so you don't be sick. Maybe a little light shirt up underneath because, <clears throat> I mean, it really hit me on my birthday, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I just wasn't feeling it. My birthday was on Super Bowl, and all I could do was just really watch the game. Did anybody else watch that game? Like, I thought they were never going to score, and it's nothing against either team, but it was just so boring. I was like, oh, my God, will you will you score? I mean, I went to sleep probably on the first quarter, and then when I woke back up, it was third quarter, and I was like, oh, wow. But glad for the win. I'm glad they enjoyed my city because I'm a lot of baby. I'm a ride and die Falcons fan, so that's what I'm going to stick with. I'm not going to any other team. I don't care if we never get a – I don't never. I don't care if they never get a ring. You got to stick with your team. The Browns did it. Everybody else stick with their team, so why not stick with mine, right? <clears throat> but anyhow, I hope wherever you are, you're enjoying your day. I'm definitely enjoying my, my love go out to all my crew, um, all my team. They're in Las Vegas right now. They're going to be getting all these good nuggets to come back swinging out the gate. I wish I could have been there, but I'll be there with them in spirit. We're just trying to help people, add service, service, value, service to people's lives, teaching them how to restore their credit, getting their lives on track, getting you ready for that new home, car, dream vacation, whatever is in your path, that's what we're here for. But while I wait on my guests, I'm going to hit you with tunes because I don't like to do too much talking. I'm not the news. I don't do a whole lot of talking. 
So I'm definitely going to hit you with uh, some tunes, which I need to come up with new tunes. Anyway, my list is getting boring, but I'm going to play Drake, Passion Fruit. So I'll be right back after this. And when we come back, my guest shall be here. If not, you know we're going to swing it either way. Ross is my name. conversation because at first I totally forgot, you know, as a human being, you forget things, you have it written down or you thought you had it written down and it don't go that way. So anyhow, we we had the best conversation before the show. Come to find out she's a Patriots fan, I'm a Falcons fan, so it's like, okay, but we still got love for one another, most definitely. But she's here to talk about one of her new books, Shopping for a Man. Yes, honey, this should be interesting. You know, you guys are very hard to pick for because I get tired of holidays and don't know what the heck to buy, but sell boxers and maybe cologne, maybe a sweater. It's really hard. I mean, because it's only so much they have for a man, and then you'd be picky. So really don't don't know. And then also talk about her psychic intuitive work. So we'll be getting to all that too. So definitely, if you want to know more and have a question, do call in at 347-426-3751. And without further ado, I'd like to bring Lamari on. Lamari, how are you today? How's the weather? Oh, I'm fantastic. And in Santa Fe, it's not snowing today like it was yesterday, so it's good. Now, I know the weather's feeling pretty good here, except for the fact that I have a cold. So that's the sucky part about it. But, oh, well. Things happen. I'm just glad that the weather is warming up. It won't be long before we yeah. have to see spring because it's going by so quick. But, I Marty, I want to get 
I want to get into this new book that you have, Shopping for a Man. It caught my Thank eye you. on that because that's, a, that's the hardest thing for us to actually do. But first and foremost, I want to ask this, how did you come to write this book? Well, this book is a dating book for women. And so I can completely oh. understand. Yeah, I know, I know. Every man who sees this book thinks exactly, no, I'm not saying you're a dude, right? But they look at it and they go, oh, my God, if my girlfriend could only know how to pick things out for me. And I have to say, I actually know how to do that. We used to, my husband and I, I used to help his brother pick out suits for business and help my girlfriends go shopping. I learned from the best shopper in the world, who was my mother, like she could find anything at the lowest possible price with the highest quality stuff. But this book is a dating book. So all the women who are listening, think of it this way. Dating is shopping. And so when you move into that energy, right, then you look at dating in a completely different way. I came to write this book because I was going out with a guy who I thought was fabulous, and then I found out he wasn't. And I just decided, okay, I'm done with men. Who gives a damn? I'm a powerful woman anyway. I don't care. And I went in to do my meditation, which I normally do. And the message I got was, honey, dating is shopping. And I went, oh, (laughs) I totally know how to shop. My mother was the queen of the shoppers. And I started to write these things down for myself. Well, if dating is shopping, how would I go shopping? What would I be looking for? And all of a sudden I realized that the power shifted. Instead of me trying to figure out what he wanted, what he liked, was I this, was I this, it was like, oh, wait, this is a whole other thing. This is what works for me because you know when you go shopping for something, whatever size shoe you wear, you never go into the department that has the big shoes or the small shoes. You go right to the shoes that fit you. You may not like what they got, but at least you know you're a size whatever. And I applied all of these things that are in the book, and I found my fabulous husband. And I didn't have a small list either. And that's amazing. And that is true. Come to think of it, when you put it in that perspective, <clears throat> we do be shocked. It's just sure that they write mentally in the mind that they're not a crazy mm-hmm. person. So it is like it is like shopping. Dating is shopping. That makes perfect sense. It does. I, I, Thank I would you. never have thought about that analogy whatsoever. Because when you look at Ty, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go shopping. I'm about to give me some points on what to do. Ah, totally different. From from your concept from the title, and I love the book cover. Like you guys got to actually see the book cover; it's so cute. Um, Thank you. Can you? You're welcome, Lamar. Can you share about your mother and how she actually taught you how to shop yourself, and and why you published this book right now? Why why was it the time to do the book now? So my mother, I came from a family that just had just enough, right? And my mother was, so I originally, I'm from Boston, and there was a store there (laughs) that is called Filings Basement, and it was like before all the other bargain stores in the universe, Filings Basement, every 
designer, every store. As soon as the season was over, they shipped everything to Filing's Basement, and it was half off at least. And then another week would go by, and it would have another discount, and another week would go by and have another discount. And that was my mother's mecca. (laughs) And we went by Subway every Saturday, and we went shopping. My mother knew everybody's size. I mean, like the neighborhood, not just the family. Everybody's size, everybody's birthday, what colors they look good in. And we would go in, and we would try stuff on, and we would have big bags with us. And she taught me, okay, this is a good line. This is not a good line. This is made well. This, this isn't really leather. It just looks like leather. See the seams over here? They don't match. You don't buy that. And I mean, since <laughs> I was three and four years old, I would be the one carrying the bags. She would be the ones going through the rack. And Filene's Basement was not really that organized, but it was so well known for its sales that people would line up for blocks when it was wedding dress day or business suit day or, you know, X amount of shoes day or whatever it was. And she would teach me about all the lines and, and what colors look good and whether it was really silk or not silk. And, and we did this for years, and she used to have parties at my house, my little house, in the suburbs, right, like really little house, and all the girls in the neighborhood would come over, and my mother had huge bags for every single girl with the size and the blouses and the dresses and the shoes, and they would try them all on. We would all look at each other and go, I don't know, what do you think, right? Like when I'm talking elementary school, junior high school, right? And then they would buy it, they would give my mother the money, and the next day we would return it all. That's the kind of shopping I'm talking about. <laughs> Do she not actually feel had that outfit. We're going to return the right back. I know. It was, I mean, it was so normal for me. I didn't realize how crazy it was until I was much older. And she used to also, I mean, she had, you know, it was like not computers time, right? She had every person's anniversary what color decor was in their house, so that if you invited her to dinner at your house, she knew what color dish towels you used just in case you wanted to bring that gift or what color design your serving pieces were in case because she would never go to your house without a gift. And it wasn't going to be a bottle of wine, you know, because that would be gone in one night. <laughs> wow. That was amazing woman. New yes. what color? Um, I don't think I caught the part, but was she, as a designer, did she even take classes on this? Well, she was an artist. She was a beautiful painter and, and did amazing watercolors. But this was just what she loved. She just loved shopping, and she loved giving. She just loved giving. So she actually, her, and her notebook, I, like it blew me away when I saw her notebook when I was older, when she had, like if you had kids, she had your kid's birthday, uh-huh. but she also had just, if they were going to be confirmed or they're going to be bar mitzvah or, or whatever it was, right? The date was in there mm-hmm. and their, the kid's wedding date and graduation date and they all got presents. All the people that she knew, she did that. I mean, the ones that were close, obviously. (laughs) But in order to do that, she really had to be a good shopper because it wasn't like we were wealthy. 
Right, right. I do on I, I do understand that. Growing up for me, my my shopping mall was uh, mostly Value Village, the good the thrift stores. And my right. mom had a way of my mom would have a way of picking out outfits. You'd be like, Wow like she go through it detail by detail, making sure I making sure it was just right. I'm telling you, no one even no one at my prom knew my dress that came from the Goodwill. And it was so beautiful. It had roses in the back. It wasn't too much or too less. It was just right. Like, I wish I still would have had that picture today. My mom probably got it somewhere in her photo album. Um, but, yeah, so, I definitely You absolutely know. We have, we have mothers that were kind of sisters. <laughs> and, exactly. And my mom was this type of person. If you was not looking sharp, it didn't matter if I was her own daughter. She was not going anywhere looking at her mess. I, I used to look at my mom, Lamar, because she would put on her hat, her gloves. I felt like I was in a movie of imitation of life, the way they would dress. That's how my mom would oh, dress. Oh, my goodness. She couldn't just dress. She would not dress down because that's where she came from. My, she, right. um, my grandma used to dress like that, and so my mom copied off of her. I didn't copy off my mom. My mom would be in the mirror putting on her makeup. Even when she went to my high school graduation, she dressed like she was coming to a cocktail party with a dress, um, knee high. I was like, oh, my God, Mom, it's just a graduation. It's just a graduation. But that's how she always stepped. I I loved her for that. I did. Um, Well, and see, so you understand, like, when you take that keen eye and deep understanding of shopping and you put it into dating, See, in order for you to to do all of those things, you have to know what you look good in. You have to know what you're comfortable with. You have to know, like, if you're going to, how you're going to change, what it's going to be like for you. And using all of those same things in dating, all of a sudden, it's not like you're insecure or you're wondering about all of these things. You know yourself. If you're shopping, you have to know yourself first. And then you start to look in the world. Yes, ma'am. And ma'am, so what a blast sense. that is for women. So the question <laughs> is, the question, here, here it boils down to the question, why don't people treat dating, why don't they treat dating just like shopping? You take all the amount of time to go through everything, making sure, sure that shoe fits right, make sure that dress looks good for that party, your makeup is on point. So why not do the same exact similarities to find the man? Slow down, check him out, make sure he's right. He might not have a price tag on, but make sure he's okay before you take him to the counter and check him out. It makes perfect sense. And like I said, vice versa. Child, exactly. This is a great analogy. It is. It's a great analogy. You couldn't have hit that more dead on point more than anybody. But what is it, in your opinion, this is, this is both a fun dating book. It's filled, this book is filled with so many real shopping tips and the spiritual help book to actually help yeah. women of all ages. Um, and, of course, we said dating is shopping. What is it about dating and shopping that really empowers women? Well, one of the things, one of the first things about dating and shopping is you have to know yourself first. You have to know about (laughs) yourself, about your beliefs, about where you're playing in the world. If you're a quiet, sensitive woman, you want to appreciate that you're a quiet, sensitive woman. 
If you are a bold, outrageous woman, you want to appreciate that you're bold and outrageous. You don't want to change just to see if somebody's going to like you. You want to go shopping for someone who looks at you as sensitive or bold and goes, oh, my goodness, this woman is amazing. You want that. And a lot of women, and so we have to bust our beliefs. We have to look at the illusions that we have, right? It's like we have to wait for something to happen. It's like women have the illusion that there aren't enough men to go around. Well, if you go shopping thinking there aren't enough men to go around, you're going to compromise before you're even in the store. If you think you have to lower your standards, like if that's another illusion, women think, well, I can't actually have somebody who's fabulous as I want, so they start to lower their standards. Well, you don't want to lower your standards. You want to raise your awareness. It's like, what are you going to look for? What are you, who are you really? And you, you want to find a partner who's going to enjoy who you are, Period. Right. You want them to look at you, I mean, really and truly, I am a romantic, but I'm still a shopper. <laughs> you want this person, this man, and I've actually had men buy the book and they just change it from, you know, he to she, right? Because they use the same shopping tips. They just say instead of he should, she should, right? But it's like... You want somebody to look at you with that light in their eyes because they value you. You don't want to prove your value to anybody. You don't need to do that. And so a lot of the things, like one of the things that I have in the book that helps women, it's called the um, Toss, Hold, Keep. All right, it's the it's cleaning your closets from bad ideas, right? So it's like that's the mantra. Mm-hmm. It's cl- toss, hold, keep. Toss the ideas <clears throat> that don't work for you. Just like you would, you go into your closet and you go, oh god, this one, this is twenty years old. The color doesn't even look good on me. It's going out. Whatever toss means, it can be going to Goodwill, it can be really bad and need to go to the trash or to a quilting society so they can use the fabric for something else, right? And then you have hold. So hold, those are the ideas or beliefs or things that, like, it's in your, if it's in your clothes closet, you go, well, I don't really wear it, but I'm not ready to get rid of it yet, right? And, and that's kind of like, well all right, I don't really know if this is a belief or not, if I'm just confused or if it's really important. So I'll just, you know, I'll just let that kind of belief and thought process, I'll just let it sit there for a little bit and see what I think about it. It's really going to get tossed later, but, you know, maybe it's something that you're comfortable believing, but it's not working for you. And keep, no, keep is something you look at it and you go, okay, I really feel that relationships should be loving and caring and magnificent. Well, that's a belief and a feeling you want to keep. You want, you want that. So it's just the beginning of like self-exploration, right? But then also it's empowering for you because once you have those things, once you know the, the beliefs that are in your way. And in the book, there's exercises and meditations that you can use to definitely 
shift into it, right? So you can read the mm-hmm. read the belief exercise and go, oh wow, I actually believe that. Oh man, no, I don't think so, right? And then you can move right. on to okay, who who when you know you, then you can look and say, okay, these are things that I need. And then you get to write your list. Most women write a shopping list. And what they have on it is way too superficial for them. Way too superficial. Well, Damara, that's what I want to ask. So when it comes to the shopping list, what are the most important things about making a shopping list? What you really want are qualities, not things. Okay. So when you look at, so for example, right, and, and I'll, I'll go to the most important ones, but I'll give one that's really easy for everybody. Okay, I always felt that generosity was a really important quality for me and also for the man that I'm with. I need, I need the guy to be generous. If he's not generous, if he's, and, and that's of spirit as well as cash-wise, right? So, you know what, I can't be with somebody who is cheap. And it can't be somebody who weighs everything that he does for people, right? And so mm-hmm. my my first date with my magnificent husband, Peter, we went out to dinner. He tipped 20%. Okay. Generous. Didn't calculate 15%. Didn't take – I actually dated a man who took the tax off because he wasn't going to tip her on the tax that the government was taking. Like, okay, that's cheap. That I can't be with that. Can't be with that. Four days later, we were out, and somebody put their wallet on the top of their car, and they drove away, and the wallet fell off on the ground, right? He ran out, grabbed the wallet, and followed them because they weren't pulling over. So on our date, we're driving to some stranger's house just so he can give them back their wallet. I'm like, okay. That is a quality in a man and a person. Oh, that I admire. So you want to shop, you want to date people who have qualities that you admire and also recognize things. So number one on every woman's list and man's list too is he's available. Guess what? Most women when they're writing their shopping list, and some of them do, they don't put that down. They'll put how how he looks. They'll put that he's employed as a such and such, that he likes skiing or whatever. They don't say he's available. They don't say he wants this relationship. They don't say that he's going to be a man who appreciates you, like looking at you and appreciating you. Because these are the same things that you want. If you're dating, you need to be available. You can't be dating and not be available because that is it's inappropriate. So look at all of those kind of qualities. I mean, you want somebody who's honest. You want somebody who's listening to you. Right? How many of us have yes. been on dates when we've been to a guy and he's not listening to us? <laughs> right. You don't want anyone just texting on their phone looking at you, and I catch a few of those on Facebook where they had a woman texting on her phone, and they'll ask the guys, what would you do? Some of them say, I'll leave you right there. I would. I would leave you right there if you texted and looking at your phone and you're not engaged in the conversation. Okay, this date is over. Goodbye. 
Yeah, because if he's not listening to you, then what he's doing or thinking he's, is more important than what you're saying to him. Well, fine, but that's not material for a fabulous guy in a fabulous relationship. Exactly. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You said Right. And how much fun um, can you have? Oh, my gosh, how much fun can you have? Because the, the other thing is, this is not a book, and, and, and my way of doing this and my way of dating was it wasn't wishful thinking. Right. Every person shows you evidence of who they are every moment you're with them. Exactly. Um, Lamar, but your, your book has visualization and new ways of thinking to bust the illusions women have about dating. What are the big illusions women have? <laughs> I love it because I call them I call them illusions of commerce. <laughs> okay? So one of one of the illusions they have is that that the man that they're dating, he looks good at first and then he changes. Okay, well, yeah. That's not really true. You were looking at him in in a certain way. He didn't change. He was always that way. But that illusion you had was how he's all like this, and now he's like this. Not true. You just weren't paying attention. You wanted to see something that wasn't actually there. So you imagined he was a certain way. There's another illusion that women have that says, I can change him and make this work. And no way. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's going to happen. not going to happen. You cannot take a person to your standards. You, you can't. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not it going to work. The only thing you can mm-hmm. change about a man is his wardrobe. <laughs> That's about it. If he's abusive, he's not going to change Mm-mm. because you say you love him. I don't know why people think think that. I, and, and matter of fact, I wouldn't even try to change you anyhow. If I got to go through all that work to make you live up to my friends, it's not worth the relationship. I mean, is it is it really? Because then you lose yourself somewhere and now try and change them. No, I'm not doing all that to make you be on my same level. Either you there, like you said, or you not. Right. The, the quality is the same way. You're not going to buy no bad potato salad exactly. and try to perfect it to make it taste better. I'm not going to, if it, because it, it's not going to taste any better. You can add all the ingredients. It's either you get it right from the start or just be bad potato salad. Right. So it's not going to work. And so people no, have, like, exactly. And so, and like I've heard plenty of women as an intuitive and a psychic, and I do readings for my clients and everything, I've had women say, well, if he loves me enough, it will be okay. And my question is, there's no such thing. Enough means that you don't really have what you want. So you're sacrificing because you, you're just like weighing uh, how much love is enough to make this work. No, no, no. It's like it has to be like big, huge love. It has to be big, huge love. Right. And, and that's what you want anyway. You know, well, and the book and, and what we're talking about right now is, of course, dating because you want the guy to be with you for a really long time. I'm not going to say forever because that just sounds kind of funny. But 
it, it isn't like that's not what I wanted, but I'm just saying the word forever sounds weird. <laughs> but when you look at this, like, you want to have a long-term relationship with somebody. You're not in this for let's date three months and then I'll find somebody else to date three months and then I'll find somebody else to date three months. That's not what this is Why? about. If you're looking at all of these different things, what's so wonderful about it is you are learning more about yourself and you're learning about what complements you, what supports you. And it's okay to have challenges in a relationship. You, you, you're not marrying a yes man. It's like you don't want right. him to say yes to everything because some of the stuff you think is crazy. <laughs> We're all like that. Right, Something's exactly. going to come out of your mouth and you're going to go, oh, no, I said that? Oh, God. <laughs> Um, but you know what your your book as as I, I do I love the book your book Thank really you. has lots of fun and it's all about shopping. What is the toss hold keep method? Okay, so the the toss hold keep is what you do in your closet and what you do with your beliefs. So when you're okay. looking at when you're looking at like who you are and what you believe about relationships then there's certain things that you believe, whether you got them from your kindergarten teacher, your parents, your friends, whatever, those beliefs are absolutely irrelevant to your life completely. So you want to look, and there's exercises in the book to help you find out what you actually do believe so that you can get rid of those beliefs. Because if you believe men don't care anything about women, they just want sex, you're not going to have a good time dating. That belief is going to be in your way. So you want mm-hmm. to toss that belief. You want to look at those right. beliefs that, that you have that are limiting and not empowering to you. Lots of women have beliefs about their own self-esteem. Well, I'm not such and such enough. Tall enough, short enough, pretty enough, smart enough, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like that's a belief to toss. You don't want that one. Right. And then there are other things that you believe that you want to just look at it and go, all right, I'm putting it on hold because I'm attached to it, but it doesn't make me feel powerful. And just like you would in your closet, there's certain things there that you go, ah, all right, that like maybe these are, you know, not my style anymore, but, you know, maybe it'll come back. I'll just hold it for another year and then decide. You know, you don't want to hold the belief that long, but but we're like that with our closet. And then the other stuff is keep. You know, there's there are beliefs that you really want to keep. You you what you believe about relationship, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about men. Uh, if you want to date men, it's really good to believe that men are fabulous. There, there's amazing men in this world. And you want one of those as a partner. So if you think all men are liars, you're not going to find somebody who's so amazing because you'll settle for the fact that all men are liars. And you, you know, we've heard all of those things from men and women and all of that other stuff. When you get rid of that, look at the clean slate you have for shopping. You're looking for somebody who is whatever qualities, however you think of men, Strong and vibrant and sensitive and loving and funny and 
all of those things. Now when you're going shopping, you have space to play. Those beliefs are gone. Now you have space. And you might create new beliefs because you might go, well, I used to believe that, you know, um, men just like to date but they don't like to commit. Well, if you don't have that one anymore, you don't necessarily have to create the belief men want to have committed relationships, but you can be open and and discover, mm-hmm. right? Just like new styles come up and new colors come up, because we're talking about clothes a lot, right? It's like, okay, some of those colors I know will not look good on me. And then some of them will go, oh, I don't know. I don't think I've worn that before. Maybe it's time for me to see what that looks like. It's also, when you do that, you're also giving the men around you, the good men around you, obviously, a chance. What? And it makes it fun. And my book will help you love shopping. I, and that's why that's why I do. I love every bit of it. Definitely, people get this book because data is shopping. We got the power in our own hands out here. It really is. But we're gonna take a short commercial break. We're gonna come back with tomorrow. We're gonna get a little bit into the promise you. You have not heard the last of this show just yet. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby. Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I, I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. All right, we're battling with Miss Lamari. We have talked about her book, Shopping for a Man. We're going to give you information at the end of the show to tell you where you can purchase this book from. So make sure that you definitely, ladies, get your shopping list together. When you shop for a man, man might not refer to you, but you can do the same, too, when you're shopping for a woman. But, Lamar, you are a psychic and an intuitive coach. Some of your work is a reading and some of it is coaching. How do psych readings help your clients? Well, what's really wonderful is being able to access more information than just the standard information. So I receive guidance from my clients. I have answers for them on a lot of things, not everything, but on what I'm looking for. 
And so that's the really important part of doing a reading and a consultation. So a reading is kind of a one-time thing where we schedule a time frame, and, and my client will ask me questions. Usually before a session, we'll, they'll give me a little clue on what they're looking at. And then coaching is like a relationship-oriented thing. So once a week or once every other week, I know my client. So I know their goals and their dreams. I know what their family is into. I know what their business is into. And so decision-making and guidance and clearing the pathway for their own success. So we do some healing. And just like we were talking about in the book, we clear some beliefs. We open up space. We, we heal some hurts that get in the way, you know, limiting beliefs like maybe you want to have a fabulous business but you have beliefs in the way. We just clear them and let it go so you can thrive. For me, being a coach and an intuitive is about getting the sacred and spiritual messages for you, but it's also for you to be the amazing person you came here to be. And any guidance and wisdom and energy that I can share for that, I'm in. That's where I love to play. I know that's right. Now explain, Lamar, so they'll understand what is exactly is an intuitive coach. So as an intuitive coach, I receive divine guidance for my clients, and we have, um, I would say, like a focus on where and what they're creating in life. So if I'm working, some of my clients are in the entertainment business, and they're looking at um, movies that they're going to make or shows that they're going to do or things that they're putting together or a new line that they're coming out with. And all of this, the guidance that they ask for and that we do, is I'm coaching them for the avenues of their success, but I'm the intuitive aspects of my being to do that. So it's not like I have a degree in finance and I'm helping a client with business because I have a degree in finance. It's because I, I can see the energies moving and what pathways. So as an example, one of my clients has launched a fashion line. Fantastic. When we were looking, we were looking at not only when to launch, but who were the best people on her team to help her do it, and where was the best location, and what her themes were going to be in her line so that she could thrive. It wasn't my idea to give her a brand to launch, but to empower her to have the most successful brand while she was doing all the other things in her life, because that was a secondary career for her. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. Good. <laughs> sure does. And and I know that you said you you help your clients really discover and live their higher calling. This is more about your intuitive culture program. Can you go a little deeper into telling us about that? Yes. So everybody who comes here has more than one talent and gift. So there's the one part of us who is like the social loving being. And then we have dreams and we have energy and things that we're supposed to bring in and we're supposed to live to. So think of it like your calling, your destiny, your purpose. It's not always, when, I, when people say that, it doesn't mean that it's your business. It means who mm-hmm. you're being. Who you're being. 
So somebody can have a calling in their life to help people. One person's going to create a nonprofit organization. One person's going to create a school. One person's going to donate to charity in their neighborhood. But their calling is to be giving to others. And so with my clients, I help them bring that forward and bring light. Because some people don't actually know. They're more caught up in the doing than the being. And so I help bring a light into who they are so they can shine and then move forward into if there are things that they need to do there. Like, is this part of, oh, you have a voice. Oh, and you also have a singing voice. Oh, maybe you're, maybe it's time for you to sing and share your voice that way. Or maybe it's your voice but you need to speak. Or maybe it's your voice and you need to teach. But your voice is the powerhouse that you came in to share. That's part of what your calling is. And so I help my clients. We have most of the time it's once a week, but some clients it's every other week depending on their schedule. And we set time to really focus on those things. And then also to ask practical questions because as a psychic we use, well, at least for myself, I, I answer practical questions. Like should I, you know. Should I launch this product at this time? And and everybody who's in love always asks me, is he or is she? <laughs> and I'll give you the wisdom. <laughs> and, and what's really great is I share the wisdom and my clients do whatever they do. And sometimes they listen and sometimes they don't. And that's okay because that's their choice. It's their life. I'm just blessed to be a part now, of it. Now, no, that's right. It's a blessing in itself when you when you can add that service that value to other people's lives. That's the most blessed part ever. People always think it's about the money, but success is not about the money part. And helping others is not always about money. So it is. It's a blessing. I can feel your joy through this phone right now. Yes. But when, when you do your when, when you actually do your psychic and spiritual work, how can we use that to help us improve our lives? Well, there's a couple of different ways. So. One is, let's just say you have a pressing question. Like there's really a dilemma right now. You're in a crossroads. You, you, there's things going on, and you just want not a practical choice because your friends will give you the practical choices. But you want somebody who understands your spirit, your heart, and then gives you information that is bigger than how we look at things on our world. So if you're looking and you go, okay, I love this in my life and I love this in my life, let's just make believe it's two different jobs. You want to be a teacher and you want to travel around the world. And, of course, as a teacher, you only have to be in a school, and as a traveler, you're not stopping anywhere. When you come to me, I will look at your heart's desire. I will look at what spirit and the divine has to share about it and give you that information. Now, on a rare occasion... I will hear no, 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 no. I will actually hear this is not a good idea. Have the fantasy. Write it down somewhere and move on. Because sometimes you get, or at least I get information where it says, this is a really bad choice. Don't go there. And I will say that because I'm, you can tell I'm straight up with my guidance. And even though it, it can be perceived as totally out there, my guidance is straightforward. You ask me a question, I will tell you. And then I know it's in your power to make the best choice that you can make. So, the, so in the consultations, if you're looking at 
is this the right path for me or can you help me understand some of these things that I'm feeling, then ask me and I tell you. And then it's understood that you take that information and, and you work with it. And sometimes clients come back to me two years later and go, oh, you know, you were right. <laughs> I just didn't, I mean, I had a client call and say, I have to tell you, I told everybody that I didn't like you because you told me I was going to get married. I'm like 65 years old. What the hell am I going to do getting married? She said, I wanted you to know. I'm sending you the wedding invitation. I don't expect you to go. I'm getting married. You are right. <laughs> the divine gives the message, and I relay it. Right. <laughs> I, can, I definitely understand that, Lamar. <laughs> I definitely What is the guidance you have for all of us at this time? Is there a purpose in all of this change right now? Well, you know what's really interesting about it? It's like a multi-level purpose. So the first thing... I'm going to describe it this way because it's easier to understand. Right now, we're living in a time where everything is very loud. There is screaming conversations on whatever side you're listening to. That's a wake-up call for you to start recognizing yourself in it and see what choices and paths you're going to take. Now, if I'm looking at this, and I'm not going to say things politically, but I'm going to say things for our planet, we're looking at things where, okay, the weather is changing, okay, people are way more angry and they're acting out, and and we're hearing a whole bunch about it because it's not like the old days when there was only a radio and a telegraph, right? right? You can hear everything instantly now. That affects you. So what are you going to take in and what are you going to give out? So if you're taking in the anger, how are you going to process that? On the other hand, if you look at the gifts of your own life, because it's crazy out there and we know it, but you can look at all the different ways that you can help uplift people and yourself and our world, that's the message. It doesn't have to be religious. It can be anything. You can walk down the street and see that three people threw things out on the ground and pick them up and throw them away, and you cleaned the planet today. You can open the door for somebody who has bags in their hand, and you know that you just helped humanity. You can smile at someone who looks like they're having a hard time, and you have touched a person's heart today. We can do that, all of us. And when you start doing those things, then it opens you to more. It opens you to more of you. I know it sounds simple, but it's actually huge. That's deep. That is that's real, that is really deep. That's something to really sit down and think about. And like you said, it sounds so simple, but it's harder than you could probably imagine, especially if you're not mentally there. Yeah. Just think what it would be like yeah. if 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 everybody who's listening today decided that today's the day they're going to smile and wave at people. And everyone you see, you just smile and wave. You don't have to talk with them. You just smile and wave and keep going. Do you know how much joy we would share? 
People would walk right. away and they would go, wow, huh, that person just smiled at me. Isn't that wild? Because that's what happens. When somebody smiles at you, usually you smile back. You can't help it. The joy and the love is contagious. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar, before we end the show, I want to ask, could you give us some wisdom to embrace us right now? Yes. Okay. Everybody, take a nice deep breath. Okay. And in this moment right now, imagine that the universe is light-filled and joy-filled and love-filled. And take a deep breath and breathe that in. And now imagine three people that you would love to share the light, the love, and the joy with. You already did. Right in this moment. Everybody has love in their heart and wisdom in their soul to share. All you have to do is open to it and it will be there. Mm. Wow. This second part of the show definitely was deep. Um, this part, this really makes you go in and think about who you are. It kind of takes you to the part, am I living my life right? Like, everything is to wandering around right now in my mind. Like, wow. <laughs> it, it makes you just want to run out like, okay, I need to get my itch together. Seriously. Um, Lamar, I appreciate you for being here. It was great even talking to you before we even had the show going. I, I love it. Can you tell us where we can purchase your book from Shopping for a Man? Shopping for a Man, you can get on Amazon. And, you know, obviously we're all in the U.S., so you can get it on Amazon.com and just do either Lumari or Shopping for a Man, and the book will come right up. And you can also get the paperback or the Kindle edition. And um, I'm just so happy to be here with you. And my website is lumari.com as well. So there may be other things people are interested in checking out. But this has been such a blast. It sure has. I mean, it's amazing what, how the work could connect us regardless of how far we are. It's a wonderful thing, and I really enjoyed this. I'm going to be so happy when to have you on again um, for, for whatever it may be. Oh, what a blessing. Um, I really appreciate it. And look how much we have in common and shopping. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's why I told everybody. I said we might be on different sidelines when it comes to football. But, hey, <laughs> we still connected somehow and got our, our common area. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And wait, April is coming up. We'll be doing our draft picks and and we'll be starting all over again. Won't be long, my football lovers out there. Don't worry. It's coming back again. That's what I love about about the season, about this new year. It starts so early, like April will be here before you know it. But before we leave, I wanted to give everyone the truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen Stignovich, who's also a guest on my show. Become self-sufficient. A sense of satisfaction will be gained from being self-sufficient. It can give you a feeling of confidence and independence when you're able to complete all your tasks without having to rely on anyone else. 
Become free to invite others to help on projects because you appreciate the talents they have to offer, not because you need them. Human beings were not meant to live alone. It does not mean you no longer live in a few community. It simply means you have the confidence to assert your personal power to do what you have been put here to do. Today, have the confident independence to stand on your own and appreciate the contributions others make to your life. Enjoy the day, everyone, and I'll see you next time on The Bright Side with Technicia. God bless Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 